All right, so this is our month of influence. This is our month of what? It's our month of influence. And for the next three weeks, I'll be taking us on a series, and the series will be on influence. And I want to begin straight away. I'm going to move uh, quite quickly. Some of you want to make notes. and Because um, I believe some of the things God will have me share in this service will be a blessing. I'll be teaching it, um, uh, then preaching it, so you can grab it all. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. A first question I want to you know, try and address is, why are we undertaking this series? Why, you know, why Pastor Moses make a decision to do this series on influence? Yeah, for three weeks. And why do we think it's essential? Why do we want people to hear it? Why do we want you to connect with it and receive what it has to deliver? Uh, I'll give you maybe three reasons why we are doing this. Number one is that we are influenced daily by the things we read, the things we watch, the things we see, and the things we listen to without actually realizing. So whether you know it or not, you are being influenced. You are being what? You are being influenced. You get on the train and you pick up a newspaper that somebody left there and you read it, you are being influenced. Somebody makes a phone call to you and have a conversation, yeah, about something, you are being influenced. So every day of our lives, we are what? We are being influenced. We are being influenced by the things we read. By the things we watch, you put on your TV and you watch something on the TV, whether you know it or not, is influencing you. Is somebody with me? In, the, in this day of social media, you go on the social media and um, you read something, you watch something, you know, you are being influenced. So everybody is under an influence. Everybody is under what? Everybody is under an influence. And the things that influence us are around us. The things we read, the things we watch, the things we see, the things we listen to, even without us realizing. Even when we think, oh, I just picked it up, I just read it and I just dropped it. It leaves something in you. Somebody say amen. So that's why, so if we are being influenced daily by the things around us, then it's important for us to understand influence. How many agree? It's important for us to understand influence. Number two, why am I doing this series? Number two, I'm doing this series because whatever influences us ends up controlling our thoughts. Whatever influences you ends up controlling your thought pattern. Is somebody with me here? In essence, I'm saying the reason you think the way you are thinking now is because something influenced you. So whatever influences you ends up 
controlling your thought pattern. As preaching last week and I gave an illustration, I, I used the pastor and a guy. Let's say for instance, uh, let me use pastor, okay, and um, um, let's say pastor Richard, yeah. So let's say for instance, pastor, I go to pastor, okay, and I say to pastor, okay, and please listen, this is just an illustration, is that okay? Um, I don't want you to take it as anything. I go to Pastor K and I say to Pastor K, do you know that Pastor Richard is a thief? Yeah? And because he knows Pastor Richard, yeah? He said, no, 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 Pastor Richard is not a thief. Yeah? But if I keep telling him every day that, you know, that Pastor Richard, I know you trust him, but he's actually a thief. In fact, whenever things get missing, the first person you should be looking at is him. If I keep telling him every day, guess what will happen? One day, if Pastor K is in a place and they're seated and they say, oh, suddenly a phone is missing. And it happened that Pastor Richard was there with other people. Huh? And they're saying, oh, this phone, it looks like somebody has stolen this phone. What do you think will go through his mind? He'll start thinking to himself that, hmm. Who knows whether it's this Pastor Richard? Because I know that I was told, even though I didn't believe it, but you know, you can't really trust people. His mind will begin to change. Why? Because something has influenced him. So whatever influences us ends up controlling our thought pattern. So the way you are thinking now, about certain people, about certain situations, about certain things, is influenced by something. Is somebody following me here? Your approach to life is influenced by something. Okay, so whatever, we're doing this series because whatever influences us ends up controlling our thought patterns, which results in our decision-making patterns. Because your thought pattern results in your decision-making patterns. Is somebody following me? So ultimately, the types of decisions you make are a product of the influence you've had. Because the influence controls your thought pattern, which automatically raises, and the way you think determines the kind of decisions you make. Is somebody following me? And ultimately, determines the direction that our lives head, or our lives go. So we're treating this series because one, you know, we, we talk about one number two, the influences, whatever influences us control our thought patterns which results in the type of decision we make or our decision making patterns which ultimately determines the direction that our life goes. Is somebody with me here? So do you think that this is important? I'm asking you, do you think it's important? Because influence determines where your life goes. And how many would like to have control over what determines the direction that their life goes? Or have an understanding, some level of understanding, so that you are not treating the leaf, you are treating the root. Are you following me? And if you treat the root well, then the leaves will come a green, then the fruits will become what you expect them to be. Somebody say amen. Number three, why am I doing this series? I'm doing this series, number three, because the things we are influenced by 
generally, there are things that generally appeal to us due to our way of living and lifestyle. Are you following me? The things, whatever does not appeal to you will hardly influence you. Are you following me? So the things we are influenced by generally are things that appeal to us uh, 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 due to our way of living or our lifestyle. I have a sub there. I put a sub as, you know, our interest determines our influences and influencers. So in other words, your interest, what you are interested in, is what will determine your influences and your influencers. For instance, I'll put it this way. Let's say you are interested in music. Yeah? But not just music. You are interested in what they call garage music. Anybody know about garage music? Yeah, you heard about garage music. Okay. <laughs> okay, some people know garage music. Some don't know garage music. The young people know garage music. Yeah? It's a kind of music. You know like you have hip-hop and you have high life. Yeah? There's a music called garage. Yeah? Okay. So, if you are interested in... Garage music, I don't want to make the beat so you don't. <laughs> you're interested in, let's say you're interested in garage music, yeah? Now, you would find that musicians who sing or perform garage music can influence you because of your interest. Uh, are you following me? They can what? Influence you because of what? Your interest. So your interest determines your influences and your influencers. So whatever does not interest you many a time will not influence you. It takes what interests you to influence you. In other words, anything that influences us is something that we have strong influence or we have strong interest in rather. Anything. That influences us is something we have strong interest in. For instance, if your strong interest is fashion, yeah, then the fashionistas will influence you. Is that also? You would know the trends, you will know the fashionistas, you would get the papers, you know, the, the magazines that have those things. The, what they wear will influence. What they wear will make you want to go to the shop. Are, are you following me? Because you have seen the thing on them, it will propel you because your interest is fashion. Are you following me? Now, your, if your interest is sport, then sports persons will influence you. There are some husbands and wives at home that maybe the husband likes football. The wife does not know jack about football. Do you understand? Uh, and so the man, the man can talk a lot about football. And if the wife wants to get in the conversation, he doesn't want to have the conversation with her because she does not even know 
the offside rule from the throwing to the goal and all of that. So she can't be influenced by footballers. But the man can be. So your interest will determine your influence. Is somebody following me? So yours could be fashion. Yours could be beauty. If yours is beauty, then you know the different trends of makeups that are coming out. You will, you will know, you will know the new one in town. You know that okay, Rihanna and I just uh, started something that's called Fenty and all of that. You, you know all the different shades. So you know, you know what's happening because that's where your interest lies. Are, are you following me? So we are saying our interest determines our influences and influencers. And 3B, I have said, the desire to belong or conform to the norms of a particular group or a thing in order to gain acceptance can also determine our influence and influencers. How many agree? The desire to belong, to conform, to be part of a particular group or a thing. Yeah? That desire. To belong in order for you to gain acceptance by the group can determine your influences and what influences. So this forms the basis why I want to do this series. And you can see that there are serious things. There are things that actually controls our lives. There are things that actually affect our life. So I've broken this teaching into three parts. And today I'll be looking at get influence. What am I looking at? Get influence. That's week one. Week two, I will look at use influence. And week three, I will look at grow influence. So week one, we're looking at get influence. My focus is to look at the understanding the power of influence. In week two, when I'll be looking at use influence, I'll be looking at how to become an influencer. And in week three, when I'll be looking at grow influence, I'll be looking at how you can grow your influence. Are you with me? So in Get Influence, I want to read the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 19, reading from the Amplified Version. Now, Zephaniah is that book of the Bible you have not opened for about five years. <laughs> Some of you open it once in a while. All right, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It said, Behold, at that time, yeah, at that time, I am going to deal with all your oppressors. I will save the lame and gather the scattered, and I will turn their shame into what? Into praise and what? And renown. I like the word renown. I will turn their shame into praise and renown. If I use my own word paraphrase, I, I would say, I will turn their shame into influence in every land. In which land? land. I can't hear you now. In which land? So God says, I will. He says, I will save them. I will save the lame and gather the scattered. How many believe that they are saved? Yeah, are you with me? So you are saved. 
So God says, when I save them, there will be an addition. So I will save them and then I will gather them. So he's gathered us. He said, and then I will turn their shame into praise and renown. To be renowned is to have influence. So I will turn their shame into influence in every land. How many lands? Every land. I will turn it. So it implies that no matter where you are, you can get influence. God can turn it around no matter the level where your life is right now. He said, I will turn it to influence. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't hear you. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So this is what the scripture says. The question, therefore, I'd like to answer quickly is what is influence? What is influence? Let me read another scripture just before I start going through the point. First Chronicles chapter 14 verse 17. As I look at what is influence. Now see what God said about David. He said, then the fame of David went out into all lands. Remember the first scripture I read said, I will turn their shame to praise and renown in every land. Now we see there, he said the fame, which you can substitute and say the influence of David went out into how many lands? All. all lands. And the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. So it's possible for you to get influence that begins in the land where you are and grows to all lands. Begins maybe even in your house and grows to all land. Somebody with me here? So the question therefore is what is influence? What is influence? Number one. Influence is becoming the talk of the city. Becoming what? I can hear you. What is influence? Becoming the talk of the city. When you become the talk of the city. Well, if you consider the city too big for you, then you can put it as when you become the talk of your street. Or you become the talk of your family. Are you following me? But I like to define it as when you become the talk of the city. Remember, I've even taken the middle ground there. Because there are some people who are the talk of the nation. And there are those who are the talk of the continent. And there are those who are the talk of the world. So I've taken the middle ground. Just so you can... Define your own where you want to put it. Is that okay? Alright, so influence is when you become the talk of the city. You become the talk of the city. By this I mean, you know, 1A. This is when you become the name in the mouth of most people in the city. You become the name. You become what? The name. The name in the mouth of of most people in the city. Most people in your neighborhood. Most people in the nation. That's influence. Anybody, I'm sure you agree with me. Anybody whose name becomes a name in the mouth of everyone in the city. That person has influence. Is that not so? 
If they have no influence, nobody will be talking about them. So influence is becoming the talk of the city. This is when you become the name in the mouth of most people. I want to keep going. Sometimes, sometimes, this can be within an age group or an ethnic background or just literally everybody regardless of age or ethnicity. Are you following me? So let's say for instance, yeah, somebody can have influence and your influence, you are the talk of the city, but you are not the talk of the city in every age group. Does that make sense? For instance, if you gather teenagers from maybe the age of 16 to maybe some young adults who are like, maybe, let's say we gather people aged between 16 and 25. Yeah? There, there, is, there will be a name on their mouth. Is that not so? That will be irrelevant to somebody maybe in their 60s. Are you following me? For instance, uh, I've heard, I've never watched this program, but I've heard it mentioned in the mouth of a lot of people, and it's mainly young people. Um, it's called, it's on, is it Channel 4 or something? They said, it's Love Island. Yeah? Now, when you hear Love Island, most people don't know what that is. Yeah? But if you put some 16 years old to 25 years old together to have a conversation, they can mention names of people. So oh, I hate what this person has done. Why did this one do this? Why did this one should be out? This one should be in. This one should be substituted. This one should be multiplied. <laughs> and you can be standing there looking at them and wondering, what are they on about? What are they, you know, what, what is that that they are taking so And they can be so passionate. Are you following me here? I didn't say go and research what the program is. <laughs> well, you can't. You can't. It may help you to help your children. <laughs> Are you following me? All right. So I'm saying you sometimes being the name in the mouth of everyone in the city, like we see, the Bible says the fame of David spread across the land. It, it sometimes may not be in the mouth of everybody. It may be within an age group. Sometimes it could be within an ethnic group. Do you understand? You can be the name in the mouth of all the black people in the city. And your name is irrelevant to all the white Caucasians. It's true. And then someone can be the name in the mouth of all the white Caucasians, but it's irrelevant to you as a black person. So we have to understand this. Is that okay? All right. Sometimes also, when I say becoming the name in the mouth of everyone, sometimes also, this is not always necessarily the individual's name. Yeah? Sometimes it is the name of their company or their business. Are you following me? So let's say for instance, there is, um, I don't know what I'm going to make up a lot. There is a makeup uh, company called Mac. Yeah? The ladies should know it, isn't it? All right. Now, most people don't know the name of the person who owns Mark. Do you know the name? No. But you know Mark. Yeah? 
you use it. Some of you used it this morning. Some of you use it later. Are you following me? So, it's sometimes becoming the name in the mouth of everyone in the city may not be the individual's name. It will be the name of the company or the business or the organization that the person owns or the product that the person owns. Are you following me? But that person is still an influencer. Are you following me? The person is still what? An influencer. Because if I was organizing a business seminar and I want to invite Mark, yeah, the makeup Mark, to come and do a presentation, the makeup can talk. I will be inviting the person behind the product. So whereas the person may not be known, the product is having impact, influence, the person behind the product is an influencer even though their name is not known. Please follow me because all of these foundations are important as we start building them because sometimes we think that we are only influencers when we are in the front of the billboard. When we are the name person of the organization. We think that that's, that's when we have influence. So you find that sometimes in organizations that can actually impart and influence people, everybody wants to be in the forefront. And so there is no influence. Somebody say amen. All right, number two, what is influence? So we said number one, influence is becoming the talk of the city. Number two, influence is to become the reference point for a particular thing. To become what? A reference point for a particular thing. When you become the reference point for a particular thing. By this I mean this is when you are the go-to person for a thing. You are what? The go-to person. For what? For a thing. That's influence. When you are the go-to person for a thing. Uh, that's 2A. 2B, this is when you are the standard for a thing. This is when you are the standard for a thing. For instance, you are the one that determines trend. You are the one that determines what? Trend. You are the go-to person for a thing. When people want to define beauty, you are the one that is used. You understand? Believe it or not, the world we live in, there are people who are like the go-to person for a thing. They are, they, they are the ones that is used. There are a lot of people, for instance, who stand and, okay, I use the ladies, you know, who stand in the front of the mirror to look at themselves and consider a part of their body not beautiful because they saw a picture. Yeah? On... Uh, maybe Instagram or whatever gram, you know, that you have on a blog. And then, you know, the, they don't know that the thing has been photoshopped. And, you know, everything is carved out to represent something. So they look at themselves and the picture says this is size 8 or size 10 and they are size 14. 
and they feel that they, they are not beautiful because of that. Now, the influence factor in this is that I'm saying, you know, influence is when you are the go-to person for a thing, when you are the reference point. It, like you say, a number of ladies, maybe not church, some even in church, who want what you will call the Kardashian look. If you don't know anything about that, then leave it. <laughs> yeah? You know, there's someone the Kardashian look, someone the Beyonce look, someone the Rihanna look. Yeah? And for them, that's what I see some people are pointing people to me. Thank you. God bless you for helping me discover those who are after such things. <laughs> I don't need the Holy Spirit <laughs> to identify when I have people here <laughs> to do that. You know, so, you know, it's like, okay, you know, this is a trend. And then you discover that because, you know, maybe as a person, like I said, okay, you want the Kardashian look, you want the Rihanna look or the Beyonce look, whatever the look you want. Maybe you can find that this week, yeah, this week, you don't, you think that baggy jeans is old-fashioned. Skinny jeans is what is trend. So you see somebody wearing baggy jeans, oh, this guy is so old school, old school. Then by next week, there's a premiere of a movie. And Kardashian wears a baggy jeans. Everybody start running to the shop. To buy baggy jeans, suddenly, the person who hated baggy jeans and saw it as old school, suddenly now sees baggy jeans as the trend. He said, these are the people who are happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Why? Because somebody is the go-to person. The person's error becomes a new trend. Are you following me? Their error becomes what? A new trend. Their error determines the trend. If somebody else did it before them, that person could be termed crazy. But once they have done it, it becomes acceptable to everybody. Are you following me? You know, there was a time when um, this footballer, David Beckham, he used to change his hairstyles. Yeah? Once he changed it to a new hairstyle, everybody, you see a lot of people, you know, they want the David Beckham look. Some of the hairstyle, before David Beckham had it on, if some of them put on that hairstyle, maybe we'll be sending them to the mental health uh, <laughs> but somebody who is like the go-to person is set up that trend. So, what is influence? Influence is to become the reference point for a particular thing. Did you get that? Number three, what is influence? Influence number three is the capacity to effect on the character, the development, or behavior of someone or something. When you are able to effect on the character, on the development, 
on the behavior of somebody or something. That's influence. All right, I want to move further and look at what influence gives you. What does influence give you? Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1. I like to look at it from the Amplified as well. What does influence give you? In 2 Chronicles 9 verse 1, the Bible says, When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, heard of the influence of Solomon, she came to Jerusalem to test Solomon with riddles. Listen to this. She was accompanied by a very large number of attendants. With what? With camels, bearing what? Spices, balsam oil, and a large amount of gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she talked with him about all that was on her mind. So, we see there that the influence of Solomon attracted the queen. Yeah? To travel the way down, but also it brought some things to him. So there is something that influence gives you. There is what? I can't hear you now. There is what? There is something that influence gives you. We have just looked at what influence is. When you are the name of the, of, of, in the mouth of everyone in the city, when you are the go-to person, when you affect on people's character and behavior, blah, blah, blah. But what does influence give you? What does it give you? Pastor, why do I need influence? What is it going to give me? What does it give me? Number one, influence bestows on you leadership. What does it bestows on you? Influence bestows on you leadership. When you are an influencer, you are automatically the leader. You are automatically what? You are automatically the leader. Many of us here in this room, you know, those who in your days in school, secondary school, university, when a group of friends come together, group of people just come together, never known each other before, come together, maybe six or eight come together. Yeah? Yeah? And nobody knows anybody before. I don't think there was any time you sat and said, okay, let's elect who will lead this group. Do you do that? No, you don't. Nobody did that. But a leader emerges. Is that not so? That after the friendship has formed for a period of time, if you ask anyone in the group, so this is your group, who is the leader? They will point to somebody. How did they become the leader? They were not appointed they were not elected. They have influence. They influence the behavior of everybody and what everybody does in the group. So influence bestows on you leadership. Influence bestows on you what? Leadership. In fact, in my research, I saw something that was on, uh, on Forbes. Forbes had a write-up by a man called Kenneth H. Banchard uh, on September 2013 and he made this statement he said the key to successful leadership is influence not authority the key to successful leadership is what is influence not what not authority 
There are people who feel, well, you know, we don't have authority. I've not been given authority. We have not been given authority. Authority is not a key to successful influence. No, to successful leadership. The key to successful leadership is influence. Is how many people are you influencing? How many people are you influencing within the remit? That's why you will find that sometimes in leadership, somebody can be appointed to lead a committee or to lead a department. Yeah? And we can bring them out and pour oil on them and lay hands on them and say, we, we, we anoint this person for the leader of this group. And everybody will say, amen. In that instant, people will respect the position. But after a few months, that person's, uh, uh, the respect will begin to die down if they are not being influential in the lives of the people. Are you following me? Before you know it, those who once respected their position, no longer because to them, this person is not affecting me. It's not influencing me. They are not imparting me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And to them, this person is not being effective. And people follow us, run after effectiveness. People will respond to you to the degree of your effectiveness. So, he said the key to successful leadership is influence and not authority. It is the reason why you will find that even in families, when you give birth to a child, you have authority over the child. But if you only raise your child based on your authority, when that child turns 18, your authority over that child would have weaned out. Do you know that? And if you, have no, if you don't have influence over that child, he will not want to hear you again. So there are many parents who are governing their homes, governing their children just on the basis of authority. Basis of authority and have no influence. So by the time the child gets to a certain level, when you say something, your words no longer mean anything. The child is not ready to take your counsel or take your advice or say, oh, you, 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 yeah, say, you can't tell me what to do. I'm an adult. You can't be telling me what to do. Because all the child has known from when they are growing up is you telling them what to do. I'm your father, you have to listen to me. I'm your mother, you have to listen to me. I have authority as long as you're in this house, eating my food and living here. You must do what I say. Well, I keep doing what you say, eating your food until I turn 18. Are you following me? But wise parents who understand that successful leadership is not a product of authority, but a product of influence, they begin to become an influence in the life of their children. That the child gets to a point, the child will say, you know, my mother is a role model to me. My father is a role model. Do you understand? When the father says something, the child will consider it. He will consider it. When the father and the mother's authority is long gone, because believe it or not, the authority will win out. When that authority is long gone, the child will still be listening 
to what the mother is saying and what the father is saying, not because if you don't do it, if the child don't do it, you can do anything, but because you have become an influence to that child. Are you following me here? Very crucial. Very crucial. I'll give you an example. For instance, my mother is here. My mother is a major influence in my life. So, in the multitude of things, she may not say much, but if my mother pulls me, then I say, mm, this thing, if I don't do it, she can't do me anything. She can't carry cane to whip me. Are you following me? I'm the one that bought her flight ticket to come and visit here. I'm the one that determined the date she arrived. And the date she's going back. She's going back uh, within a few weeks' time. But she is an influence. Do you understand? Her authority over me is long gone. But her influence still stands. Are you following what I'm saying? So the key to successful leadership, there are many people who are failing in leadership, in leading their homes, in leading organizations, and leading because they are approaching leadership just from authority. I'm the boss. I'm the leader. You know, people are supposed to listen to me because I'm the leader. They are supposed to follow me because I'm the leader. They are supposed to do this because I'm the leader. Why are they not? It will not happen. No. What influence do you have? On the individual's lives. So, influence, we say, therefore, bestows on you leadership. What does it bestow on you? Oh, talk to me. What does it bestow on you? Bestows on you leadership. Number two, influence can give you money and wealth. Influence can what? Give you money and wealth. Especially in our present day. Influence can give you money and wealth. And you have to believe me when I say this. Influence can give you what? It can give you money. It can give you wealth. I was doing some research. I came across um, this lady called Shelina. Shelina, hear me. She's a 27-year-old social media influencer. Yeah, you may not know her. But, I'll tell you a bit about her. This lady, she was working in H&M. Yeah, you know H&M? She was working in H&M and then she was studying. But then, uh, when she moved out from home, she likes, I'll just give you a summary because time will fail me to go through her details. She likes fashion. Yeah? So she goes to the shop. She buys clothes maybe from, you know, give me some name. Zara. Huh? Nest. It doesn't mean you are a shopper. Just give me names. <laughs> Everybody is holding back there. Let us not take. I'm always going for shopping. So I know the name. I know you know the name. Give me name. H&M, Max and Spencer, Ness. Okay, so she gets all this. All right. <laughs> so let's say now she dresses up. Yeah? When she's dressed up, she takes herself a photo. Yeah? She didn't do it as a business. She just, she just loves 
That was just a passion for her. So when she takes as a picture, then she puts it on Instagram. And then she would tag every outfit that she wore. Yeah? She would tag it and mention where she got it from. Are you following me? So she, she started this, her Instagram page 2013. Yeah? And what was a passion before long, her Instagram page grew that presently she has 1.4 million followers on her Instagram page. Yeah? Guess what happened? She became an influencer to a number of people who see those things. And sometimes people see things like, oh, this looks trendy. Oh, where did she get it from? She got it from social shop. They go and buy. Guess what's happening now? All the shops and the designers, Nike, um, just mention them. They now bring their products to her to wear and take a set picture and tag that this is Nike, this is this. On her Instagram page and pay her. Not just that she worked for free. You pay her for posting one picture. She has through that become a millionaire. In fact, averagely every 20 hours she puts out a picture. Every 20 hours. So she puts, you know, uh, we have 24 hours in a day. That means you are guaranteed there will be something out. Every day. And now she's being paid. So her influence now, her influence over the people who follow on Instagram, who check, oh, what's the picture she put out today? What's the picture she put out today? What did she wear? Her influence is now giving her money and has given her wealth. Are you following me? I think she was studying, is it in Germany? I think she's moved to London and bought a big uh, house in the city. She, she is not an industry for herself. So influence will give what? Money. It gives you money and what? And wealth. Influence gives you money and wealth. Let's keep going. Number three. What does influence give you? Influence gives you access to places where others can't access. Are you following me? Influence will give you access to where? To places where others cannot access. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16. I read from the Berean Bible. It said a man's gift opens doors for him and brings him before great men. Opens doors for him and brings him where? Before great men. Before great men. So influence will give you access to places where others can't get access to. Is somebody with me here? Influence. That's what influence will do for you. For instance, that Shelina story that I just shared. You know, if she wants to meet with the CEO of H&M, she has influence to assess them. You understand? Influence gives you access. In fact, let me keep going. Number four. 
Anybody getting blessed today? Number four, influence gives you free of charge the things that other people pay for. Influence will give you what? Free of charge the things that other people pay for. For instance, when there's an occasion, there's an event, influence will give you access to the venue without paying. Why everybody else is paying to come in. In fact, I take it further. Influence will get you paid to come. Show up fee for one hour. Do you know some of these influencers? They are paid a show up fee. Say, okay, if you, you know, just, just come to the, to the venue for one hour. It's okay, we'll be there by eight. We have to leave by nine. Everything has to be in place. Say, Joshua, no, I'm not coming to do it. Just to be there. Say we sign a contract, 150,000 pounds, just to show up for one hour. So they will say, oh, this person was there. Then guess where they will get the money from? All the other people. (laughs) (laughs) So influence gives you free of charge. Influence will give you clothing that other people pay for. This is why you see all these celebrities and all of that, and you want to imitate them to buy what they are buying. They are not buying it. In fact, they are being paid to wear it so that you can rush to the shop. So influence gives you free of charge. Because sometimes, you know, you have one of them, maybe just pick and hold this uh, lip gloss. So this is the lip gloss I use. The lip gloss will run out in the shop. Do you know? You think she paid for the lip gloss? No. So influence will give you. You see why you need influence? Because without influence, you'll be paying for everything. Without influence, you'll be paying for everything. And there are people who don't pay for the things you pay for. They don't pay for the things you pay for. Influence will give Free of charge, the things that other people pay for. Number five, influence will make your voice to be heard and obeyed. Influence will do what? Will make your voice to be what? To be heard and what? And obeyed. Influence will make your voice to be heard and obeyed. I'll give you an example. Um, There's this guy, he's a basketballer. In the U.S., his name is called LeBron James. Anybody know about him? Anybody watch basketball here? Okay. LeBron James is uh, he's a basketballer. You know, is is regarded as one of the best, yeah, that has ever played the game. He's still playing now, but you know, in 2014. I want to show you what influence does. Even among his colleagues, he's regarded as one of the best. In 2014, he asked the commissioner of the, of the game by the name Adam Silver to increase the duration of the all-star break. So the break during the game. Those who watch football know there's 15 minutes break at halftime. Yeah? So basketball, they have the break duration for the game. He's a player. He asked the, to increase it. And by the next season, his request was granted. 
and they increased the time based on his well, he's not the commissioner, he's not the leader, he's not a coach. He's a player, but he has influence. What he brings to the game, many can bring it in. The commissioner maybe can bring it in. Are you following me? So influence will make your voice to be heard and obeyed. Regardless of which position you occupy. So when your voice is not being heard and obeyed, check your influence. Check your influence. In your home, your voice is not being heard. Your voice is not being obeyed. Check your influence. You are working in a company. Your voice is not being heard. Your voice is not being obeyed. Check your influence. You are in a church. Check your influence. You, there's something wrong with your influence. That you need to work on. Because influence, regardless of the position you occupy. So don't ever buy into the saying that, well, it's because I'm not in social position. That's why they are not listening to me. Mm -mm. There are people with no position. But the organization is listening to them. Because they have influence. And nobody is born with the influence. Who? That's why you have to get it. Somebody say get it. I can't hear now. Somebody say get it. All right, can I go a bit more? Yeah. All right, quickly, let me look at paying the price to get influence. Doing what? Paying the price. Anybody getting anything today? Anybody believe that they are going to work on their influence? If you are, let me hear your amen. amen. Great. You think this word is for you from the Lord? Anybody receive it as a word to them from the Lord? Amen. So both those who are here, those who are watching online, this is God's word to you today. All right, paying the price to get influence. Paying the price to get influence. I look at John chapter 5 verse 17. I like to read it from two versions, NIV and New Living Translation. John 5 17 says, in his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am what? I'm what? Listen, oh, Jesus said what? My father is always at his work to this very day. Some people think that God has been resting since the Garden of Eden. Jesus said, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too, I am what? I'm working. Let's look at it in NLT. NLT said, but Jesus replied, my father is always working. And so am I. My father is always working. And what? And so am I. No wonder Jesus, as I thought about this, I find Jesus is the greatest influencer of all time. He is still influencing today. When he was in the grave, he was influencing. When he was present, influencing. He is gone to heaven. He is still influencing. When you think of how many books have been written just from his influence. But we can see there, he said, my father has been working and so am I. So influence does not come cheap. It does not what? Come cheap. It's a product of hard work. It's like, okay, I told you the story of that Shelina now. You may go, oh, you know, it's very easy. Some people just make cheap money. Who told you? 
you, you have to go and check. Ask yourself, 2013 till now, how many days? When somebody commits, yeah? It didn't start as a business, as a passion. Somebody commits to getting new outfits, the investment of that, and taking themselves pictures, and putting it on Instagram, and tagging everything, putting comments, and monitoring the comments, and building it. Is that an easy job? So you can say, ah, see, that girl just making cheap money. Ah, that's an easy job. Now you just wear the dress, just take pictures, they just. Eh. <laughs> Jesus said, My father has been walking. He has been walking. He has been walking. So in paying the price to get influence, number one, I have said, is, is, as in E A S E, is a greater threat to progress than hardship. Is. Is a greater threat to what? To progress than what? Than hardship. Is. Comfort. Is a greater threat. A lot of people want to be at ease. Or I just want to relax. The work is too much. I wish I can just, you know, come to a stage where I just relax. I just have ease. It, that is a greater threat. To progress than what? Than hardship, than pressure. In fact, you need pressure to progress. You need pressure to progress. You need pressure to progress. Why? Because there is nothing great that comes easy. Nothing great comes easy. You must work for it. Tell your neighbor you must work for it. I can hear you now. Somebody say you must work for it. Talk to somebody else. Say it won't come easy. You must work for it. So you're not going to get influenced by just, you know, you just say, well, you know, I have influence. Yes, you have influence. Let us see it. You must work for it. You must commit to the work required. When you consider the work too much, the influence will not come up. It, it takes too much work to be influential. You know, I took a time once, a week. I went to Kenna Land. Yeah, Bishop Oyele was this thing. Um, my brother-in-law lectures in their Covenant University. So I decided to stay there for one week. I just went to, I said, what makes this place work? So I was going every, I attended every, if I, I think they had whether four or five service that day. At, on the Sunday, I attended the whole service from the start to the finish. When their students we're having chapel time. I will attend the chapel. I will dress like a student. Attend the chapel. I was attending everything. I go and look at the staff office. Look at the window of uh, Bishop Oyedepo's office. I saw even late into the night. The light is on. When I finish my one, it was like a one week research for me. Observing. When I was leaving, I wrote. I still have the note. I wrote down in the note. I said. The main thing making things work here is hard work. I wrote also down, I said, even if Bishop Oyebo was not a man of God, if he was a businessman, he would still be a multimillionaire because of the hard work. Is this a problem? One time, he was telling a story that one time, you know, he was in his office and one of his staff came to him and said, oh, Bishop, you know, we just saw you on, on, on TV. You were preaching. This is that, that, that. He said, hey, 
He said, when? He said, just now in the office. We saw you on TV preaching and you were sharing this, sharing this. It was so powerful. He said, okay, go back. He said, the next day, ordered all the TVs in all the offices should be brought down. He said, because you are not here to watch TV. You are here to walk. You are not here to watch TV. You are here to walk. Jesus said, my father is walking and so am I. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, I want to show you a picture. Look at this lady. Please help me put that picture up. Look at this lady. Call her woman one. Yeah? I've labeled her as woman one. Look at the picture very well. Can you see it? All right, good. All right, give me woman two. Then this is a, another woman. Yeah? All right, so all right, if possible, let's get the two of them on uh, on one page. Now, these two women, yeah, in terms of influence and the kind of people they will attract, will they both attract the same kind of people? Huh? You don't think they will attract the same kind of person? Woman one will attract... Pastor, guess woman one will attract market trader. Okay, woman two will attract high class. Okay, okay. So we have woman one will attract. Remember, I'm looking at paying the price for influence. So look at woman one, and woman one will attract, according to Pastor K, market trader. Woman two will attract, according to Deaconess Glory, high class. Yeah? All right. What if I tell you that is the same woman? Yeah? Actually, is it the same woman? It was one picture. This is the original picture. Before and after. It was a makeover. Can you see that? But suddenly, the makeover changes the people, changes the level of influence. Are you following me? So that brings me to the second price of influence. Another price you must pay is you must change, or rather put it this way, Changing your image can give you influence. Changing what? Your image can do what? Can give you influence. Rebranding yourself. Sometimes it's not the devil that is stopping you. It's your lack of rebranding. You can have gold in a wrong package. Yeah? And it won't give you anything. Are you following me? It won't sell. So, rebranding, changing your image will give you influence. Doing what? Changing your image. I can't hear you. Doing what? Changing your image. There may, there's something you need to change. Don't sit down there and say, this is me. You either take it or leave it. We won't take it. Too. We will leave it. We will not take it. We will leave it. And because we will leave it, there's no influence. 
So you must be willing to change. Change your image. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, my time is up. Can I? Next week I'm going into something else. I can't carry anything over. So whatever I don't cover, we'll stay uncovered. All right, maybe I'll just give you another. I'll give you probably another two or three. Is that okay? I'll just read them through. Paying the price to get influence. Yeah? Number three, you must put yourself through self-discipline. If you want to get influence, you must what? Put yourself through what? Self-discipline. Self-discipline. Don't wait for somebody else to discipline you. Put yourself through self-discipline. And in 3A, I put a statement there, which I consider a very powerful statement. I've said the pain of self-discipline gives you a chance. The pain of regret comes when your chances are taken away. And the truth is, you must go through one of these two pains. It's either you, go, you voluntarily go through the pain of self-discipline, which will give you a chance, in life to influence or you eventually face the pain of regret when all your chances are taken away. These two pains you must go through. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's very important. You, all you need to do is sometimes just go and sit with some elderly people. I like to have conversations with elderly people because they share with you certain things that helps you to, to you know, recalibrate your brain. You meet certain elderly people and they tell you that when I see that, I've heard people say to me, if I knew what I knew now, some years ago, or if I met you and I heard this thing some years ago, my life would not have been like this. What's that? That's a pain of regret. What they are telling you invariably is because I refuse to go through the pain of self-discipline, to hold myself back when I was feeling drawn and tempted to spend half of my salary to buy a handbag. I refuse to hold myself back. I am not going through the pain of regret. Especially when somebody who, who, who moves with hype, your blood is just hot. It's like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to. It's like some, anytime something is doing you like that, Lay your hands on your head. Say, come out of me in the name of Jesus. You are not the spirit of God. The spirit of God does not operate like that. Why are you moving me like that? <laughs> are you following me? And it will be pushing you. So it's either you, are, you go through the pain of self-discipline or you will eventually go through the pain of regret. The pain of self-discipline is it will give you a chance. It will give you a chance. Even when we go to school, university, you have to have self-discipline to read. There are always a lot of distractions. There's, there's party every day. There's one birthday. There's one get-together. There's one chilling out session. There's one this. You have to tell yourself, I'm not going. I'm staying in to read my book. I have exams to write. When they come back, they say, hey, you missed something. The thing was heavy. Say it was lit. You say, let it be light in there. 
was leading, he said, my dear, it can be light. It's not my problem. You discipline yourself. Do you understand? So by the time you graduate and come out with a certificate, you give yourself a chance. So the pain of self-discipline will give you a chance. The pain of regret will come when all your chances are gone. So, influence, you must put yourself through what? Self-discipline. You must put yourself through what? I can't hear you. What must you put yourself through? Self-discipline. Let me look at number five. Number five. I know I've given you number three, but because I can't finish everything, I just go to number five. I look at number five, number six. Because number five, number four would be a bit long to explain. Number five, you must take ownership of visions and challenges. If you want to, the price you must pay for influence is that you must do what? Take ownership of what? Of visions and what? And challenges. Take ownership of them. Take ownership. In 5A, I've said anything you are doing that people have to prompt or remind you before it is done, you cannot become influential in it. Anything you are doing that they have to prompt you for you to act or remind you, oh, you haven't done this. Oh, uh, have you done this? When are you going to do it? If you are needing to be prompted and reminded to act on that thing, know that you cannot become influential in it. What you become influential in is what you have taken ownership for in the vision. Nobody needs to remind you. Nobody needs to prompt you. Nobody needs to encourage you. You are encouraged even when everybody is discouraged. You are encouraged. You don't need prompting. You don't need reminder. You just move. You just get what needs to be done, done. You're on your way to influence there. That's when you know that you have truly taken ownership of that responsibility. Are you following me here? When you have taken, that's the proof. But when you need prompting, you need reminding. So you have to examine yourself and ask yourself, you know, what are the things that, unless I'm prompted, I don't, even if people know, don't know that is by their prompting you are acting. You know, you can't become influential in it. What you become influential in is what you have taken ownership in. Be some people blame challenges on others instead of taking ownership for it. Also, to be influential, you must be willing not just to take ownership for the vision, but also take ownership for the challenges. Take ownership for the challenges. Take ownership for them. Drop excuses. Somebody said that you either make excuses or you make progress. You can't make both. It is either you are making excuses or you are what? You are making progress, but you cannot what? Make both. Both will not work together. So you take ownership for the vision. You take ownership for the challenges. Yeah? And you, you by so doing, you are paying the price for influence. Lastly, I will touch number six. You must raise the bar 
of your character and excellence higher than others. The price you pay for influence is that you must do what? Raise the bar. Do what? Raise the bar of what? Of your character and what? And excellence. What? Higher than others. Higher than others. Higher than others. You must raise the bar. Raise the bar of excellence. The bar of character higher than others is part of the price you have to pay. Well, it is my prayer. I've given you some points. Uh, not able to cover all. I'll pick up next week. Uh, but, but I'll be dwelling on a different topic using influence. But I believe that which God has allowed you to hear today is sufficient for you if you apply it. Remember, you can get influence. You can do what? I can't hear you now. You can do what? You know what influence is? You know why we're doing the series? You know what influence gives you? You know what price you need to pay? The question you need to ask yourself now is, what am I going to do about it? What will I do about it? You've made very long notes. Some of you have flipped pages. If you have written a lot. But what will you do about it?